She don't like her eggs all runny. She thinks crossing her legs is funny. She looks down her nose at money. She gets it on like the Easter bunny. She's my baby. I'm her honey. I'm never gonna let her go. In spite of ourselves, we'll end up sitting on a rainbow. Against all odds, honey, we're the big door prize. We're gonna spite our noses right off of our faces. There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. Hi, everybody. I think that was a good enough performance of that song. Was it my first take? No. Was it my fifth take? No. I think it was my third take. And you know what they say, third time's a charmer. Welcome. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick. I'm on a squeaky chair. That's upsetting. If I were at a standing desk, this wouldn't be an issue. Standing desks are a whole thing for people. I know a lot of people with ADHD, uh, which I'm a member of that club. Don't want to be a member of the club that had me as a member, but hey, that's where I'm at. It is what it is. Um, Standing desks are one of the things that people say, hey, you should... uh, do this for your ADD, you'll you'll be less distracted. And it's like, that's great. I agree, sure. But like, there's so many things with ADD now where you got to spend that money. It's literally a disorder that has impulsive choices as one of the possible problem areas, as in crazy shopping. And there are so many temptations in the ADHD world to spend your money on like fidget spinners or weird planners or normal planners or standing desks or new brains or doctors who don't judge you or um, bean bags. I mean, a lot of it's chair related for some reason. Those balls, those metal balls that... Corporate guys in the 80s who were higher up had in their offices. I'm just saying, why, let's make all that stuff free. Hi, welcome. This is Nick Flanagan of the Nick Flanagan Weekly Show. I gave my, I put my name in the title. Okay. I guess for people that Google me, they'll find the podcast easier that way. Uh, thank you so much for listening, by the way. I appreciate it. Like crazy. <laughs> I do. I just did stand-up. Came back from... There's a club called Nothing Fancy. It was in the spot on Dundas Street here in the T-Dot Hogtown. Gas... Uh, it's not Gastown. Uh, something else is Gastown. Maybe Vancouver? I don't know. There's an area called Gastown there. Anyway, it was on Dundas, Nothing Fancy. Then it moved. Now it's in the world-famous... <laughs> well, if it... Tor- Toronto-famous Kensington Market area. And... uh my man, Ben Steger, hooked me up, did a spot. It was probably a few weeks since I did stand-up. That is not good. But um, I did do a little thing at a, a, a late bad, which was this super late-night show, Mark Little, who has been on the podcast, uh, and Laura Silovitz did. I did a little thing there this weekend, so I'm getting back in the spirit, and I have a lot of shows coming up, but today it felt little deer in the headlights. I was just a little deer in the big headlights. 
And you know, now that I think about head, like whenever I think of headlights or say the word headlights, all I think about is this Dennis Miller joke that was during the sort of transformation period for Dennis Miller, post-transformation, but before he got real wacky. And by wacky, I just mean, ugh, you know, I don't really think he's wacky or strange. He is like probably, I don't really think of him even that negatively beyond being like, eh, not for me. But uh, this was before all the political shit with that ombre. And, you know, I think the only reason Dennis Miller isn't more of an annoying right wing figure is because uh, he was a famous guy at a time where famous people were getting really insane money. So good for him, I guess. And he gave Norm Macdonald his first job and he loved Norm Macdonald. So a lot of people who I don't like love Norm Macdonald. But for some reason, Dennis Miller, I have a, a spot for him there because of that. But this and maybe that's why I remember I relate him. That's why I held on to this joke. Some comedy special, like after he'd gone, like, I don't like Obama or whatever. He did this comedy special and he had a joke where he was talking about an electric car um, being hit by a regular car and how he could barely tell. He thought it was a bug in one of his headlights. I guess the idea being that electric cars are tiny. And look... Repeating a joke never makes it good, but that joke, I'm sure I have more. I think it was, I was really, really starving for laughs watching it. And when that came on, I was like, that is a joke. And uh, I, I, I guess I like that electric cars aren't that small. And I think even when he made the joke, they weren't. Um, so the ridiculousness of it won me over. Do you like to hear why I like certain jokes? Write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y, podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so when I hear the word headlights, that entire joke runs through my head. And then I think about how during the special, he just kind of like does one of those old guy inside mouth burps <laughs> during the show. Like one of those like... Where you you know you get the Louis Armstrong cheeks for a second, you make a noise. <laughs> I laugh more about that than at the headlight joke, frankly. It has been a busy month. I'm sorry. I feel like I have not released an episode in a little while, but it's hard, man. I, I've been in so many different locations. My own space is like overrun with the barren fruit of my labors. It's just. It's not hoarder, kind of, but it's storage space, basically, for all this crap I picked up that I'm trying to sell. And I haven't had a chance to, like, fix it up because I've been working a lot. Not that excitingly. And <sighs> my uh, SO, took, uh, she went away on a trip, and I was taking care of a dog sit for her, and now I'm taking care of her dog sit at her place. So everything's all funky. And... um yeah, even I'm working like a lot at these door jobs for for my favorite uh my you know the, these great booking companies. I really like it. I feel like I'm part of a community. But I'm doing like that 16 times in October and I'm doing a bunch of shows. Like I'm just my brain is kind of overfloweth. And uh all I've been thinking about though is how much I wanted to talk to you. 
how much I wanted to sort of express myself on the mic. Uh, and it feels like in classic me style, I've bunched it together. Did stand up. Now let's sit down and do this. Even though it's late. I had COVID in July. Listeners might already know this. Those not listening, there are some who also know. And um, I got that thing afterwards. It's like the only thing where I just am like super tired randomly. And it is driving me nuts. Like right now I've got that some kind of energy. I I didn't really sleep in today. Maybe it's just because I just did a show. I don't know. But then like I'll want to fall asleep like two hours after I got up. It's very frustrating. And if, if you're going through it, you know you know what it's like. Apparently it goes away. I'm not counting this as long COVID, okay? I'm counting this as wrong COVID. It's wrong that it's happening and it's from COVID, but it's not going to be long. It's not going to be forever. Um, doing the door is amazing, right? Because like the, um, what do you call it? The, the, uh, shows the performances the concertos they cost so much now back in my day there were shows that cost five dollars can you believe it it's wild now the the most ethical people have to charge like 30 bucks for a show bands have so much cost everyone's got clubs have got, everything's cost cost and what's amazing to me is, for the most part, the ones I'm going to, people are going. They're laying down their bread. And trust me, I'm probably not the only person going through what we call it. Uh, hill Peaks and valleys. Small peaks. Uh, monetarily. There are people who are like, what am I going to do this month? What am I going to do tomorrow? You know. People with jobs. And... They're still going to these shows. They're like, here's your 30 bucks. I'm going to enjoy some music. I like that a lot. I find that encouraging. We sort of all know money's stupid. I feel like that's what that statement is. I'll just spend it here. You know, but people are aware and, and they're having fun. And I kind of think it makes the bands have to be a little better, which is cool. Not that bands are not good in the past, but you know... You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean. Not everybody was practicing two to three times a week. And when you're in your spot where you're just kind of getting hot, you got to practice a lot. See? I just made a song. Yeah, things are super expensive. Um, but mostly I wanted to talk about the show thing because it's entertainment. We have so much of it. We don't have to go out. We choose to. Everyone's still getting COVID. But <laughs> a lot of people are wearing masks at the shows I'm going to. Not everybody, but the comedy shows, and not as masked. I think people feel like... I, I read... There's some headline. Like, the news is... The news is... They're always putting out, like, ridiculous things. You know, they're they're always saying, like, oh, like... They're just trying to pit everybody against each other. And I think, you know, politically, I, I kind of get it. There's so much chicanery that, you know, that's real that, that you got to report on it. Political news has never been under, you know, has, has always had that adversarial thing. But 
know, everyone's trying to go like, oh, unvaccinated, the unvaccinated are all evil. And I, you know, I mean, I know that when you <laughs> basically don't think about it. <laughs> Try not to think about it. <laughs> Try to avoid having an opinion. <laughs> Just go, well, there's, they are people. So people have their own deals. Just don't, you know, I don't know. Don't don't go right in front of a hospital and be do that. But but uh, that's not even what I wanted to get. It. But it's like, oh, people don't wear masks and they they lack empathy. Like there was like study shows those who lack empathy aren't wearing masks. And I think it's not that simple. I think I try to wear masks a lot, but I just think it's a variety of reasons and a lot of people trust me i know i'm out there in the city streets people are not nice a lot of them there's some real bad eggs out there more than ever like they're just bad you know they're they're all curdled they have to de and you know a curdled thing can be made useful but you know, that's why chocolate milk, it's got the blood in it. Not exactly curdled, but, you know, so we can make people who are curdled into something sweet. You know, so it's not the end of the world. But, you know, I've got drivers and all this stuff. They're all bad. But, like, the mask thing, I think people are just like, oh, I forgot it. I honestly think that's a big thing. And people are, like, sick of it. With comedy, specifically, I think it's that you know, it's really about be trying to be open, I guess. So there might be people who are like, I want the comedians to see my faces. I feel weird laughing under cloth. I'm not saying these are like reasons that supersede, you know, public health. But, you know, I, I'm just trying to get in the mind state here. And, uh, and I'm not always wearing it, you know. There's like a lot of distance between me and someone else. I'm just like, and there's not a lot of people at the show. I'm just, and I'm close to ventilation. I'm just like, you know, let's do this. Let's try. Hopefully I don't get sick. Nobody gets me sick. I don't then get someone else sick. <laughs> it's a complicated chain. But uh, that's my take on COVID. Frick. Did I really, did I really want to go there? Well, look. That email address I gave you earlier, weeklypodcast at gmail.com, it's been kind of empty lately. So, you know, if someone writes me being like, I hated your take on it, I'll say, look, what take? I don't know what you're talking about. I will gaslight you hard. Anyway, moving on, I just wanted to talk about some other things before I go. The first of all is more of an answering situation because I, two days ago, wrote, I'm recording an episode like right now. Do you have any questions? And I recorded the episode two days later. And now I have a few questions. So let me answer them. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be a recurring segment. Although it kind of is a recurring segment. Check the backups to confirm First question from Fiona. I am paraphrasing here, but it was basically like, how do you 
calm down a super active dog. I'm going to kind of keep that also anxious dog because I have some experience with an anxious dog. And um, that's a good question. I mean, I'm really not a professional dog person. I am a, I am, if anything, someone who has resigned themselves to the fact that dogs think I'm a dog. So I just try to like be a dog with them, you know, but I talk to them all the time. So I don't know. Keep talking to them. Don't raise your voice, but just be like, Hey, you like this? Man, let me put a shirt on you. <laughs> and actually, I guess those, that would be the first thing you could do. I, uh, hung out with the dog the other week and that dog had like sort of a a head pillow a neck pillow you'd kind of put on him and it would chill him out and then there's the famous I think it's called a thunder coat put it on and the dog's like in a super tight space and, and they're like I'm relaxed but beyond that I would say let the dog follow you everywhere because a needy anxious dog kind of wants to do that um, as long as it isn't going to bark while you're away Charlie, the dog I'm looking at right now, my charge, I, he's often my charge. He's an Italian greyhound. He's 19 years old. Very needy. Very anxious. But he loves to snuggle in. So a way that can calm him down is if you sort of envelop him, you know. I sleep with him. A lot of time I wind up using his butt as like a pillow, which is like not good. His butt is like, Classic dog butt, you know. But it's bulbous. It's soft. It's firm. I give it 10 out of 10. So try sleeping on your dog's butt to calm it down. And then Jixby Phillips asks, What would you do if I died? Come on, man. Come on, man, what are you doing? Trying to ask me a question, get me all, get the waterworks going. I'd be very sad if anything happened to you. I know you. Even if I didn't know you, I'd be sad. Even if you were one of those empathy-free city dwellers I was talking about earlier, I'd be. Which, very well you may be. But, I'd be sad. But you're a Jixby Phillips on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, there's Fiona Kerr on Twitter, but yeah, this is Jixby Phillips. If Luke happened, if anything happened to Luke, huge loss to the creative world. Good brain, Luke. You got a good brain. I want your brain. It's October. Zombie month. Brains. Give me them. Give me the brains. And then Claire. You can find it. Whatever. I don't think Claire really... It's dying to have her socials thrown out there. But Claire asks on Instagram, a simple question, seemingly. Peas or lentils? Like, do I call them peas or do I call them lentils? Or do I prefer one to the other? I'm going to say I eat lentils more. But if peas are combined with the right thing, I am excited. Indian food with peas, love it. You know, uh, peas and rice sometimes is good, depending on what it's on top of. Kind of peas and rice makes me think of when I was like in daycare and they were giving us food. And I'd go, I don't know. Why is it green like that? 
Lentils, I think of, you know, you have lentils and rice and like Middle Eastern food. Ooh, that's good. So lentils going to win. Claire, here's your answer. Lentils. Friends, Roman, countryman, lentil me your ear. Did you ever that Weezer side project? Did you ever hear the Weezer side project? The lentils? <coughs> good, good stuff. Good stuff from a guy wearing shorts in a room with a dog. Not bad for a guy who wearing shorts in a room with a dog alone. These, this, this content. This is good content in context. This is good content in context. Okay, I'm going to leave soon. But I want to tell you, I got as much as I'm well, yeah, blah, 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 saying the problems are out there, it's also October. That's Halloween month. I got a good feeling about Halloween this year. I think it's going to be Halloween-y. It's already getting into October, but let's just keep that Halloween vibe going. Let's get spooky. Listen to, let's listen to Industrial. Let's listen to Sisters of Mercy. Let's listen to like the gloomiest shit. But also, let's listen to Nightmare on My Street by The Fresh Prince. I heard that at a thrift store today. Let's have some fun this month. I'm gonna maybe I'm, maybe I'm gonna go to this goth industrial night. I don't know. I'm definitely uh, doing door at a front two four two show. I don't know how Halloweeny that is, but it is industrial music. Front two four two, who I believe are two. The two four two is named after. Uh, what year A.D. they formed. Thank you. Yeah. I, I want to make a mix of goth music. Maybe I'll do that and I'll just drive a car like one of those zombie, white Rob Zombie hearses, you know. Listen to my goth mix. And maybe I'm feeling goth. Maybe I'm a little f- f- goth. I'll get into that later. Why? It's serious. We'll get there later. Um, I do want to talk about some things my friends who are very funny comedians are doing. Um, All of them have been members of Laugh Sabbath, which I've also been a member of. Um, First of all, congratulations to my friend Chris Locke for a great mustache, good shiny, firm head, constant Twitter presence, great on Twitter. And uh, he's got a comedy special here in Canada, available on Crave TV. It's called Captain Bones. It's very funny. It's very funny. He did it under so much duress as well. He was like, right. it was right after lockdown, whatever, some period of lockdown. Half, crowd was half capacity. I mean, it's crazy, you know. We were, he hadn't been able to perform for a long time. He tweeted about all of that. But uh, yeah, he does a great job. It's so funny. He's such a like amazing and uh, singular performer. I don't like the word unique. It's kind of vague. Singular. He is the only Chris Locke I know. And actually, that's true of the other people I'm mentioning too. Sarah Hennessy and Jackie Pirico, who both have albums as well. So watch Chris Locke's Captain Bones on Crave TV. If you're out of Canada, I don't know. Um... I literally don't know. I don't know how you can access it. I'd like you to be able to access it. If you find a way to access it, send me send me the appropriate links. <laughs> but yeah, uh, be sure to watch that if you can. And then Sarah Hennessy has 
an album called Huge Bitch, which is hard for me to say. I don't think she's a huge bitch at all, but I know how she would say it, and it wouldn't be derogatory. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to this yet. I'm sure it's awesome. Sarah's great. She's been living in New York, ripping it up on some great shows, doing great stuff. Very good friend. So Sarah Hennessy, huge bitch. Check out that album. And Jackie Pirico, another compatriot friend from Laugh Sabbath, who I was in the film Sundowners with. We went to uh, Columbia together to film on a resort. It was amazing. We had the, the last night of shooting was just this beautiful. We, we wound up being going to the beach in the morning. That kind of a just a great like like a bunch of us, you know. So nice. It just feels weird if I was like Jackie and I went to the. No, all of us did. This is not a gross story. And I reject you for inferring that. Anyway, she's got a record called Splash Pad. Her jokes are all really funny. Again, she's so singular. You've got to check that out. Splash Pad by Jackie Purico. So those are three friends with three great things. <laughs> now I've decided to end the show on a, not a down note, but I just, I, I'm not even going to get into it. You know, I, I'm, it's just that, the, the one thing I really want to, the one thing, the one thing I really want to get through and figure out is grief. Been a lot of loss this year. I keep thinking I'm ready to talk about it, but it's actually, you know, I have a theory that sometimes doing work like creatively about stuff that you're still processing for some people can be very cathartic for me i find like i need to do it a lot of the time it just takes a while after the processing has happened after i feel like i have the tools to express myself and this is such new territory for me that i can't express what this grief is that i'm i'm having i mean i'm still especially nick nemeroff like I haven't even talked much about that since, um, and when I say especially, I just mean it's so fresh in my mind. Uh, you know, I haven't really, since it first happened, talked about it on the podcast, and I am not fully ready to, but I just want to say, you know, Nick is just so greatly missed, and he was so funny, and I really want you to check him out, and you know, um, in, in, in your life, if you're going through stuff, I feel you. That's all I can say. Whatever is not totally creepy, I feel you. There's some feedback right there. I have these AirPod Pros in my ears, and they, like, randomly feedback. It's bizarre. I hate it. So, I thought I would talk about grief, but... I'm still not ready. So I'm going to move on. And I'm going to tell you something else. I got a massage for the first time a little while ago. It was a present from my lady friend for taking care of her lovely Charlie. And I went to my favorite massage place. And the masseuse? Well, the person I know who works there, the guy, 
As soon as I walk in, he's like, oh, you've got bigger. You must be doing well. He immediately pointed out that I've gained weight, I guess. And then I got the massage and it was amazing. It was everything. It's always great that Winnie, who is the person who does it, it's like, oh, thank you, Winnie. And then at the end, we always have these like pleasant goodbyes. I'm a longtime customer. And Winnie's like talking to him in Cantonese. And he's like, she says you're bigger. If you're an aspiring masseur or masseuse or mass, massagist, massage therapist, that's the term. Um, I don't know. Step gingerly around the subject of weight gain. We're very vulnerable. That being said, I was never in flagrante delecto when these comments were made. I was dressed. So that is nicer. That's better. But uh, yeah. So now I want to take a little better care of myself. Thank you, massage therapists. And thank you for listening. You are just a, 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 a fancy hat of a person. You're so special. And I wish you well. I wish you well. Good day. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick Flanagan Weekly.